Hey fan bros, this is your boy DJ Ben Amin. On this episode of Special Delivery, we discuss the latest episode of The Walking Dead entitled The Grove, as well as ABC's new show, Resurrection. Welcome to the fan bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome internets to another episode of Fan Bros. The show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. This is your boy DJ Ben Hameen in the place to be on the premiere podcast of Geek Culture presented by people of color. How you doing, Kim Sony and my co-host for the evening in the spaceship? Chilling, man. Chilling on this special delivery delivery. Uh, double D's. That's, That's right. how we do it on Fan Bros Show with the special delivery delivery in which we'll be talking about the hottest shows on TV. Tonight, we're going to be discussing The Walking Dead with a little bit of resurrection. So it's a lot of dead coming back to life tonight on Special Delivery. In Georgia, no less. I don't know if you know this, but Resurrection is filmed in Georgia. So, Oh, wow. So if there was like a parallel TV universe, those crews are probably <laughs> in real life crossing each other. But then it, the stories are probably crossing each other at some point. So... Oh man, so there needs to, I'm sure the fan fiction out there is already being written about yeah. The Walking Dead and Resurrection. Rick meeting. is Rick is going to bump into Omar Epps and, and <laughs> they're going to have a conversation about seeing dead people in different ways. That would unfortunately probably lead to Omar Epps being killed since black people on The Walking Dead don't seem to last very long. Not very long, although, great segue, Ben Hameen, this episode of The Walking Dead entitled The Grove <laughs> happens to focus on the biggest black man on The Walking Dead um, for the past couple of seasons, that is Tyrese. Yes, so, sir. Uh First off, let me just kick into it. I am I was really shocked by this episode. Twitter went crazy last night about it. Um, it was really one of the episodes. It was written by Scott Gimple, who is the showrunner on the show. Ah. Uh, and I really felt like the show turned a corner. The series turned a corner where I felt like, wow, anything is super possible once again. And uh, they got me. I, 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 you know, even with my surly ass, they got me and they tripped wow. me. And I looked and I was like, oh, oh, okay, I did not see that one coming. So Wow. So Kimsonian has fallen for the hype, it seems. I folks. did fall for the hype. So, Ben, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you didn't. No, no, I definitely didn't fall for the hype. Um, shout out to Scott Gimple. Is it Gimple? Gimple, yeah. Yeah, shout out to him, though, because he has definitely, you know, written some of the best episodes of the show you know, if not the best episodes of the show so far. And this was a strong episode, but once again, it's always the thing with The Walking Dead. People are always like, oh, it turned a corner. Oh, you know, here it is. And then they'll come back right next week with some other trash. And this episode to me was great or good, I'll say. But having read the comic, I guess, it was, um, I don't know if it was, if it was predictable because I read the comic or if it was just predictable in general. Well, I mean... For those who don't know, uh, and super spoiler alert, uh, yeah. it was Tyrese, Carol, Lizzie and Mika, we, and Judith, basically the baby, the golden child. They're on their own. <laughs> they're, this whole episode was dedicated to them. Um, and I felt like in opposition to the episode, like maybe a couple of weeks ago, where Daryl and uh, I forget her name, the, the uh, Herschel's daughter, had their redneck, uh, you know, Fantasia adventure. Um, here we have uh, 
uh, Tyrese and, you know, we're, we're focusing on this clan who's on their own. And so what happens is uh, basically Lizzie is completely not in her right mind and she doesn't see the walkers as a real threat. And Carol has been training these two girls, uh, Lizzie and Mika, Mika, her sister, to really be on alert and to grow up very fast. Unfortunately, Lizzie does not understand uh, you know, I guess she's like 12 years old or something. She does not understand the threat of the walkers. Creates... Lizzie is nuts. Yeah, is, she's basically yeah. crazy. Yeah, exactly. let's not let's not say Lizzie doesn't understand something. Let's say that Lizzie is basically a psychotic. Right, and even her sister, her, her sister knows that, and her sister understands the difference between fantasy and reality. Um, but fast forward to this kind of, you know, roundabout relationship. Ends up hap- What ends up happening is that Lizzie kills her own sister, so that her sister can be revived as a zombie so that Lizzie can play with her. So, but the way it's revealed to me, to be honest, was very powerful. I, I, I did fall for the okie doke. Ben, I mean, let me ask you, <laughs> I, I, I'm not a comic book reader of The Walking Dead. Was this in the comic book? Yes, but with um, different characters, if I remember correctly. Okay. There's been a lot of... Um, Okay, once again, spoiler alert, there's been a lot of child death in the comic book. Oh, I see. And, yeah, so a lot of kids get killed off in, in various ways. So, I, if I remember correctly, this storyline played, I mean, it definitely played out differently, but it was with uh, two boys who did it. And I want to say it was Herschel's littlest kids, but I, I might be reading that or remembering that wrong. But it definitely wasn't with the little girls. But the storyline played out pretty much the same way, where one of the children kills one of the other ones, and the survivors of the camp are forced to deal with it. So, okay. so But I think because of the TV show, there's a whole other different type of universe. And you Mm -hmm. also have Carol with the echoing of Sadie, her own daughter, and she's trying to replace her own daughter and trying to be another mother and all these kind of things, and then also trying to protect them. But her protection is actually what leads her to actually have to kill them. So mm. to kill Lizzie specifically. But yep. so she realizes that her efforts are, you know, basically futile. But then the big reveal that I felt was that, you know, her and Tyrese were on this collision course, even though Tyrese didn't know that. She confesses to killing Tyrese's new girlfriend or whatever. And, you know, there's that moment at the table where, you know, uh, when she confesses to him over the table, you know, he, we don't know if he's going to buck her or not or whatever. But Tyrese <laughs> stays in quiver lip mode, which is a really hard thing to kind of see sometimes. But this, it, this it's usually dude. reserved for um, black actors, too. I mean, well, I guess uh, Tom Hanks also does a great quiver lip. Okay. So, <laughs> so it, it kind of is the Green Mile, but he's not the magical Negro, but he, he does have magical Negro expressions occasionally. <laughs> but I do feel like he's pulling it off. I think the actor's pulling it off. Again, I, I was not ready for this episode. I felt like the tone of it was completely different. I love when they when there's a turn where you're not expecting it. And I'm I'm a fan of the show. So I'm not, you know, you might you might be losing points by comparing it to the comic book all the time, um, but we need that. I mean, I need to know that perspective too, I guess, for that universe. But um, you know, I really was like, that was the last thing I expected was Lizzie to kill her sister. And then the other thing is that she was standing right next to Judith, and she was about to do Judith, and we know that Judith is the golden child, the hope for the future. And how can Rick's baby die at the hands of a crazy nine year old who who thinks zombies are friends? You know what I mean? 
Um, lots of revelations in the show. I really dug the idea that she was the one who was feeding zombies. Lizzie was the one feeding zombies all this time. In the first half of the season, you know, we're, we're, we're coming, we're wrapping up a lot of un, un, uh, unfinished business. I really thought it was a strong episode, and it's a real um, example of how in an hour you can really tackle a lot of ground and make an impact and still entertain and still move the f- story forward. So kudos for that. There were some great lines in there, too, some great dialogue. Yeah, no, I definitely thought it was one of the stronger episodes of the series. And, you know, I, I'm not disagreeing on that point. And even as a comic reader, I didn't expect, like, watching the show, I really didn't expect them to make that turn that quickly. Like, I didn't expect her to kill her sister. I, I can't say that. Like, I knew she was going to go a little psycho just from the beginning to the show. Like, not even from the comic. I just was like, okay, this girl is off the deep end. But... <laughs> You know, I didn't expect her to do that move. And so it was kind of a surprise, and it was definitely handled well. You know, Tyrese's reaction, his magical Negro moments, whatnot. So, you know, I'm not going to, you know, dislike or really hate on the episode. You know, it's definitely one of the stronger ones of The Walking Dead. You know, can't be mad at it overall. No, not at all, especially with the flunker they had a couple of weeks ago. And if they're going (laughs) to do these solo episodes where they're focusing on the various groups only without cross-cutting in between you know, structure-wise for this for the season, I feel like this is a great example of that where you're not only resolving universal questions, but you're also keeping the story moving forward and new new aspects of the characters are being revealed. So again, I, I, and then it was shot beautifully. And then the, the zombies that were flamed out, that, that had been burned, those zombies were crazy scary, man. Like, Yeah, that was a great special effect. Man, too. I, the special effects, they really brought it this this uh, this episode. Um, once again, it's like the writer's room, you know, like last week we were talking about how, you know, we're going to have dead and dead, you know. Right, right, right. Like, we're going to have burned and dead. Yeah, super <laughs> dead people right now. Like, how much more? I mean, they're having a ball because it's like, how much more can you kill zombies? You know what I mean? Like, uh, they're, they're, I'm sure they're like thinking up new ways, you know, maybe nuclear, radiation, Underwater zombies. zombies and stuff. Right, right, right. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, let's leave that question out to our Fan Bros listeners, listeners out there um for the week what would you have done with the little girl is a good question because that was one of those moments where you have to really think about your life you know like how are you going to keep living after you just say you know go look at the flowers oh and that was something i have to mention man that moment so brought me back to um of mice and men yeah 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 which was trending actually which was trending it was of micah and men Oh, oh uh, wow! Lizzie, Mice and Men. Yeah, that was that was a hashtag. Some, Mice and Men was included in there, and yeah, look at the flowers. I mean, that's the 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 new catchphrase. So you know, look at the flowers, oh. Ben. I mean, oh mm-hmm. wow, that's you know what's funny is um a little history lesson for the fan bros out there. I was, I acted in of Mice and Men as a child. I played um the brother who caps the dude in the back of the head. Wow. Yeah, and did that scene. You guys are getting exclusive revelations from DJ Benjamin. Yeah, that was like kindergarten, too. So it's crazy. You know, it's like crazy to have done that scene like as a kid. And, you know, I think I shot like a fourth grader. So it was like I felt awesome. (laughs) You got to keep your uh, you got to keep your your theater stories, man. You got to keep sharing those with us. I'm I'm intrigued. Word up. I got a few. Um, But yeah, that was a pretty good episode. So shout out to Mika and men. And let's ask the fan bros out there. You know, what would you have done with the little girl? Would you have, you know, told her to look at the flowers? 
or would you have taken her on the adventure with you? You know, some lone wolf and cub. You already, you know, you got to kill her now. You know, right? You know, you know, she puts in that work. Um, <laughs> she might put in so, that work on on you unexpectedly. <laughs> you know that's something you got to deal with with anyone. You know, well, yeah. Carol has to think Tyrese might one day just put in that work. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But you know, yeah, it brought up a lot of questions, man. It brought up a lot of questions. The Talking Dead was really funny um, about the episode, uh, the one that came on right afterwards. You can always go on demand and check out the Talking Deads. Um, it's actually one of the better Talking Deads because the mood is so somber and completely different from the other ones. It looks like almost everybody on the panel was like tearing up and like their <laughs> audience. It was like dark lights and you can't really celebrate killing kids right afterwards. Yeah, like, yeah no, you know, no. It was, you know, it was, it was really interesting. But one thing as a side effect that I really like was uh, the, the woman who plays Carol was on and she was sitting next to the, the black girl from uh, uh, Community and um, I just love that women are talking about zombie stories. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. That's something that, you know, 30 years ago you would not see on TV necessarily. But I no. love that the, you know, the fandom of the show is, is super inclusive and it's grown, grown beyond, you know, a certain lane. Not that they weren't talking about them, you know, ever, but it's just now it's like, yeah, zombies, everybody's talking about them. Have been for a minute, of course. But, you know, it was just a side effect to me that I thought was great. Yeah, you know what would be awesome too. Another great crossover was would, would be if they could get the actresses who played the little girls and have them come back to life on Resurrection. Speaking of which, <laughs> what a segue, Ben. I mean, I'm working on them. Crowbar that in. Let's go to Lowe's, pick up a crowbar, and crowbar the the segue in. Well, so Resurrection, you want to give uh, the fan bros out there a little idea of what's going on over there? Yeah, since we're just starting our review of it, Resurrection is a new show on ABC. It's two episodes in, and the show features, um, in I guess in Georgia, basically the premise of the show is that people are coming back to life, but not as zombies, as actual living people return to life, and they are basically returning to life at the same age or whatever it was when they died even though it might have been years or months or whenever later, but, you know, now they're back to life at the same age and they're showing up around the same people. So it's basically about the interactions with them and their family. And Omar Epps plays the, I guess, the main character at this point, and he's a detective or some type of agent who's assigned to find out what's going on. Yeah, and I, I, you know, it's kind of interesting because it's a Sunday night show, so they're at 9 o'clock, so they're obviously gunning for Sunday night ratings, which is, you know, the the ratings capital time. Um, But what I'd like to kind of point out is that Omar Epps is thrown in the middle of this incredible whirlwind of supernatural mystery. And to be honest, I think the fact that they're using Omar Epps is awesome. And uh, I think, like... It, it definitely could have been anyone, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the, the the fact that it's Omar Epps definitely is is enough to put it on my fanbro radar. It's like okay, he literally is basically the only person of color with a speaking role in the yeah. entire show, other um, than the woman who hates on him. Right, exactly. But I feel like um, you know it's such a great uh, uh, premise, and I, I got to say the first episode I really liked. I thought it was shot amazingly. Um, a little background on the show. Uh, one of the producers, well, Plan B is one of the producers. So Brad Pitts 
company. So the same woman, Dee Dee Gardner, who helped shepherd the 12 Years a Slave script to production, Ben Hameen's favorite movie, <laughs> is also one of the executive producers on this show. So um, I don't know if there's a crossover there. I don't know if... Maybe Chiwetel was supposed to be the, the main guy. I don't know where the casting no. came in. Who knows? No, I think it's more was always going to be Omar Epps. Right? Well, um, <laughs> I'm glad it's Omar. And I got to say, again, the pilot was really powerful. And uh, it's it was developed after a book called uh, – I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to remember. I think the, uh, the Returned is the name of the book, and it was developed – for ABC Studios. And uh, yeah, the the first episode was really strong. The second episode, last night, uh, Unearthed, um, to me was really dry and um, not as pressing and not as supernatural and kind of talky. And then it turns out like, uh, again, spoiler alert, like the people coming back have all these secrets for this small town that's actually in Missouri, Arcadia, I'm sorry, Arcadia, is it Missouri? I do believe it's Missouri. So it is the South. It's shot in Georgia, but it is the South. And so now it's small time, small town secret time, which I don't know if I'm too into, you know. Um, so I kind of yeah. felt like the second episode took a, took a dive for me. What do you think? I didn't, I didn't think it took a dive as much as it's more like that second episode that you're going to get on a lot of series where it's like you have the first episode, of course, where they're putting all the big guns into it, you know, really getting you hooked. And then the second episode kind of has to just keep it moving along. So I really wasn't, you know, that disappointed in it. The big thing that I really didn't like was the ending where, you know, they open up the cast it you know they give a look at each other but they're not going to show you what's actually yeah. in the casket till next week that was like such a week yeah you know like oh come on it's, now. It's, there's there's a there's an overtone in in that last episode that i felt was really like a soap opera it was yeah. like yeah. it was like, it could have been like days of our lives with ghosts and then the very ending you know with um the dead dad who's been returned you know, busting in on the guy and hitting him over the head with the hammer, and it just feeling really weak. Like, yeah, you know, come that's what on, I meant. guy. Like, it felt really cheap, and and like they're trying to hook you in with these like played out cliches, and I, that's what that's where I kind of felt like. Don't they know that we like Breaking Bad, <laughs> like already aired? Don't they know that there's a new language in dramatic television, and you don't need to go for those cheap shots? I mean, come on, we're not even talking Breaking Bad. I was be watching an episode of Sopranos the other day. Oh, yeah. And realizing, you know, like, come on, it's been, what, over 10 years yeah, since Sopranos. And, yeah, yeah. you know, that right there up the ante for TV, so. Right. I mean, it's also ABC. Like, again, they're trying to get these humongous ratings. First episode got a lot of ratings, like 13 million in the 18 to 49 male demographic two weeks ago. So that was, you know, that's... um. That's nothing to sneeze at, to, to, to be honest. But at the same time, I feel like they need to keep that sense where they where they walk this fine line between kind of supernatural and small town, you know, soap opera. But they got to keep that balance going. And if they tip too far over on each side, I think they're going to lose people. Um, yeah. So I just got to see, you know, I'm going to I'm going to stick with it, Ben, because you recommended it. So my tolerance these days is very thin. But definitely. Uh, I'll stick with it. And, you know, fan bros, definitely check it out and let us know what you think. Yeah, basically, for real. Um, I'm going to stick with it. Like I say, I still like the show so far. It's two episodes in. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, some other TV 
Uh, definitely, I want to give a shout out to all the fan bros out there who have been telling me to check out Arrow. I will check it out this week. Uh, Michael J. White will be appearing in a big role this week as Black part Dynamite. of Black Dynamite. Yeah. Yes, and he's now playing, uh, I don't want to say it's Black Tiger, I can't remember the character's name, but he's um, actually part of the Suicide Squad who will be making their debut, I think, this week, so I'll be checking that out, and we'll be talking about that next week. Also, I want to give a big, big, huge, ridiculous shout out to Cosmos, and I hope that everyone out there is checking it out. It's been amazing so far, the first two episodes uh, aired on Fox and National Geographic with Neil deGrasse Tyson. The original and, fan, bro. I mean, one of the original, and it's just been a great show. I think the best part of it for me has been uh, Neil's, like, little dramatic acting moments, you know, that he's done, you know, besides all the great science and everything being dropped in the show. Just the little drama they added to it is quite hilarious. I like the way he makes science, uh, you know, fun and still intellectual and, like, his whole – he's like a science activist. He's like, Oh, man. He's saying that, you know – People should think of science as a means to open up their lives and like or the study of science or the passion for science as a means of like really, you know, leading a better life. I really like where he's coming from with that. Most definitely. Amazing show. So shout out to Cosmos. Uh, shout out to Arrow. Like I said, Walking Dead Resurrection. We'll continue our talk on that next week. Uh, anything else, Timsonian? Uh, fan bros, let us know what you're watching. What is it that you think is, you know, um, worthy of DVRing these days because I can't stand uh, commercials. But, yep. um, you know, hit us up uh, at Fanbros on Twitter and, uh, you know, hit us at up. At Fanbros Show oh, on sorry, Twitter. That's right. At Fanbros Show on Twitter. Well, if you type in at Fanbros, you're going to get the. You're going to get the, the Twitter. True, account. true, true. Um, hit us up on the website, fanbros.com. Um, and no, I think that's it, man. Another Sunday yeah. night in the bag. Yep. Shout out to Shameless, of course. A couple more episodes left on that. You know, that's my. You're always, you're always sneaking in Shameless. <laughs> it's my but guilty pleasure, if you're, man. If you're em- sneak in Shameless, Emily Ross. Yeah, what can I'm going to sneak in some Helix, man. Shout out to Helix. I think we're winding down. Again, the, uh, the, the science uh, kind of virus. Um, There's actually a great episode last week. Um, stories barreling forward. It's very zombie like as well. Reminds me of The Thing. John Carpenter's The Thing. If you guys want to binge watch it, it's actually a really uh, good, uh, I would say, eight to ten hours. Um, it's not exceptional, but it is really good for probably the budget they had for a sci-fi show. So True indeed. All right. Well, thank you, Kim Sonian. Thanks to all the listeners out there in the Farron Bros universe for listening once again to this special delivery episode of Farron Bros Show. And we'll be right back here with more of the goodness. Peace. Peace. Fan bros. Hey, hey.